everyone. This is the Marquis MDP, Michael Depar. You know, when I'm traveling from Milan to Minsk, I'm listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loud cast. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Down. Kiss. Stop pressing the button. Star? Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow yellow. Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Six one seven five two five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus in another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode two thirty six. The worst song from every Kiss album, Ultimate Classic Rock. Ooh, the, and the sweet sounds of Zeus are back from Greece. Woo-hoo. Yeah, last episode before I return on my trip, uh, it's about 12.15, 12.30 at night over here. At night. 12.30 uh, at night? What are you talking yeah, about? I just had my... Three weeks worth straight of calamari and octopus every night in Greek salads. And uh, I've had my fill and I'm ready to head home. You're ready to go home? All right. Well, well we're ready to have you back because I know yeah. we're you're recording. We're recording right now. Well, I'm recording on Wednesday, August 9th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. You're recording yeah. Thursday, August 10th at 12.30 a.m. Greek time. Yes. And Spiro the donkey that's holding up the villager that's got the satellite working for us is he's getting tired. So he said this is the last time he's going up the hill for us. Josh, I'm getting tired of running. <laughs> the, the wheel is not going fast enough for internet. I gotta hook him up with some feta cheese, some ouzo. And oh, uh ouzo's fantastic. Yes. Yes. And uh some Greek kisses on both cheeks. Anyway, Ooh. yeah, excited to do this episode, Tom. Another article that we have some fun with. And uh, we just came off of a huge episode. Kiss oh, yeah. Alive, Tom. We finally got to that. And we did a poll. How'd that yeah. work out? So we picked four songs from Alive and asked what your favorite performance is from the album. Deuce, Black Diamond, Cold Gin, Rock and Roll All Night. Black Diamond at 44%. Deuce, come, Deuce comes in at 33, Cold Gin at 14, Rock and Roll Night at 10. Tons of votes on this one. Take a look at some comments here from uh, everybody. Heavy Mail Black Diamond Ace's Best Solo. Our buddy Tony Barone says 100,000 years. All right, he must like that drum solo. Party Man says, I voted for Cold Gin. Why? Because of Paul's historic intro. Our buddy Aggie Dad and Tiger Grad, Black Diamond doesn't get any better live than this. But more importantly, Tom, let's talk about where you ranked alive. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of kickback from that. But you know what? I don't Surprisingly, care. Surprisingly, Tom, I saw a lot of people agreeing with you. 
Yeah, I did too. I was I was kind of shocked too. I was, yeah, I was shocked. I thought I was going to take a total beat down on that, but I get it. I get it. Uh, let's take a look at some of the uh, episode specific comments here on Twitter. Yeah, this is a huge episode. Tons and tons of comments, which is really great. Our buddy Nick Caruso from the Right Between the Eyes podcast, he says, oh, yeah, with a little gif of a glass of orange juice because everybody loves orange juice, don't they? Our buddy West Beach, that intro alone had me laughing out loud. I won't be able to look at ring dings in Susie Q's <laughs> the same way ever again. And there is your new T-shirt design, a banner with welcome new listeners across the front. Wes, couldn't have said it better. Myself, that is the new T-shirt. Our buddy Steve comments about the tale involving the guys on the back cover uh, holding up the kiss sign and how it was, oh, it wasn't a kiss concert. And Sean Delaney said this. Apparently, he posts a picture of the gatefold. It, it involves rainbow long live rock and roll and how it really wasn't a rainbow concert or a rush concert or whatever. But long story short, the back cover of Alive is a kiss concert. Uh, and we'll do one more comment here from Twitter. Octavarium says, this was my first LP. My father said, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm sure you wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't the only parent that said that. Uh, so that's some Twitter stuff. All right. On the book of face, our buddy Jason Warden. Kick ass episode, but a kick ass album. I know you guys prefer Alive too. <clears throat> that's not me. But oh. man, Alive was in my Walkman back in the day. The Alive version of the songs kicked the ass of the li- album version. Strutter version is in my top favorite Kiss tunes. The add ons didn't bother me. I'm with you on that, buddy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would make the comments about the. Well, it's not really live. Oh, uh, yeah. Like every other live album is 100% live, too. So, yep. Kevon Japson. Giggity, 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 giggity. <laughs> this was my introduction to Kiss. I was three. My sister bought this album for 25 cents for me at a rummage sale because she knew after I saw the 1976 Bicentennial poster, I was obsessed with what I saw. Mm-hmm. I was scared, but it was all I talked about. Kiss Alive is the greatest album of all time. Hands mm. down. Love wow. the discussion, man. And still trying to get used to Zeus's sexy voice. <laughs> well, you got one more episode of that, Kevin. Yeah. The tax man, Tony Barone. Yeah. This is the album that got me into Kiss in 1976. 100,000 years rocks. And as a kid, and even now, still say, how did Peter drum some of those parts? Ace rocks the solos. I still listen to this record on a regular basis to this day. Same here, brother. I still love it too, just because I don't have it ranked as high. I mean, it, I love yeah, it. We talk about this album. all the time. It's a kiss album, of course. Yeah, this wasn't ranked less than Heat 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, God, stop it. John Whiteman. I was talking to somebody backstage, and they told me you people <laughs> like to eat pasta and orange juice. <laughs> That's a good one. (laughs) Christopher Powell. Very good live album. Improved on every original version. But let's be honest. The drum solo is terrible. (laughs) This version of Kiss could not and should not have had individual solos. I don't don't mind a little quick ace guitar solo, but nah. And Bean. What a great episode. And what about an amazing album? Lifting my Zima to you tonight. Cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> nice, Anne. 
Anne's awesome. She's been pretty passionate about her post on the Loudcasters Facebook group doing like the summer of kiss and reviewing albums and stuff. Very cool. Yeah, I like her post. We've had a lot of awesome yeah. Loudcasters that put so much effort and good oh my God. fucking content on our you know social media posts everywhere. God bless yep. you guys. Some of you guys get it. Then there are others. And believe me, <laughs> I try not to, but there are times that I cannot refrain from saying something. Yeah, uh, I know. I let's move over to Loudcasters. And uh, we'll talk about what's on there. Darren Sparks, Tom writes. <laughs> I can't do it as Tom. I don't do it any justice, Tom. <laughs> so stupid. It's Let me so ask you this. Stupid. We didn't Why talk we didn't, like that. We didn't bring this up to that last week. Isn't that kind of racist of Kiss? <laughs> he he, he mentions tequila and then does a little. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. I had another comment I could have said, but I'm not going to touch it. It's going to get me in trouble. Don't do it. Let me be the one who gets in trouble. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Brian Gray. This was my introduction to Kiss. I was blown away. I discovered Peter Chris and that I wanted to be a drummer. 100,000 year drum solo awakened me to the drums. So this, I mean, we get that from every side, right? We just had one earlier that hated it. Yep. Joey Romanek. America's second favorite realtor behind his lovely wife, Tina. And happy anniversary to those two. Some exactly. lovely happy pictures. anniversary, guys. Dude, they, they they look like they belong on a spread of Bride magazine. The two of them are way too good looking to be regular people. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what she sees in him, but she <laughs> oh. it's certainly in his musical taste. But we love Joey. He's awesome. Yes. Anyways, Joey writes, spoiler alert. Don't read ahead if you haven't finished the episode. God bless you, Joey, because you're probably the only person with enough decency on our loudcast. I, li- I, li- I, li- I like that. I like that. I don't think we've ever seen that. Good. Tom, taking a page for the Sunny Pony playbook of questionable taste and rankings. Oh, here we go. Kiss Alive 3 among live Kiss albums. I don't know if that was in English, Joey. I try to read it as you wrote it. What in the LOL? Sorry, buddy. Our buddy Sean DeHaan. Love these episodes. Had me pull out alive after a long time. Dude, that's the best compliment anybody can give us. When I agree. We talk about Kiss and, and they want to be like, you know what? I want to, I'm thinking about this album now because you guys, I love that. It. I want to listen to it. Yep. I love, I love when people say that. Yes. Very cool. On Instagram, junior underscore vintage bought this album with birthday money in the fall of 83. The album holds a special place in my vinyl collection to this day. I stared at the insert booklet for hours while just listening to the album to get the vibe for what a Kiss concert sounded like at the time. The true MVP is Eddie Kramer for capturing what a Kiss show sounded like at the time. Regardless if only the drums are in fact live, Ace and Peter are MVPs on this recording. The energy level Kiss had in the 70s through 90s was unparalleled. This was a great stroll down memory lane, Tom and Zeus. All the best, your buddies. Mr. Oh, that's Mr. A2005. Oh, nice. Nice. What's with all the freaking different names, buddy? You're throwing me I know. Does YouTube, like, reassign you a name or something? I don't get it. I know. That was was his Instagram profile. So let's see. Over on YouTube. Okay. 
our buddy Glam Rock Bandit. There's nothing better than catching up on old SIOL episodes and seeing a new one come up. What a treat. As for live, it wasn't particularly something that stood out for me in my childhood either, despite me having heard it. Though as I've grown older, the significance of it has definitely left its mark in my mind. And while I don't revisit particularly often as I prefer other versions of these songs, there's no denying how impactful it is in history. I also agree with the hottest band in the land being better than the hottest band in the world, mostly with the rhyme factor. Oh, for a fun fact, there's a song in Sonic the Hedgehog game that actually samples Paul's stage banter before Hotter Than Hell. Well, samples a song that samples the stage banter, but my point stands. For those curious, it's Quartz Quadrant Bad Future. Yet another killer episode, Tom and Zeus, and I cannot wait for it live too, especially given that there are new songs on it. Great, great comment. That is great. By the way, can you read me the first words of that comment? How did that comment start out? There's nothing better than catching up on old SIOL thank you. episodes. That we, thank you. I, come I, up. I, I, could, I couldn't let that pass. Anytime somebody says there's nothing better, you just got to do it. There's nothing better than you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, put a little <laughs> Elvis Dean Martin song into it. Yep. <laughs> and Mr. Truman says, <laughs> "Don't do it." <laughs> We're not going to get into that. What the hell did he just do? Uh, Don't worry about it. Send us a message. I'll tell you what I was that we can't exactly thinking about. Uh, Strutter seventy two. Tom and Seuss, you guys need to give yourselves a round of applause. This was a dynamite episode keep rocking guys all right thanks cody brunette 3547 completely with tom alive is alive three is the ones you all have reviewed so far as i I assume he means the best okay yeah wake the barbarian 4577 somehow twitter led me to this great stuff well enjoy the ride my friend we hope nice that's awesome and that's what i got tom over to you all right, let's blow through a couple of emails here. This comes from Music Vampire. Question for Zeus. A previous mailbag question asked, if the original four members got back together and put on a concert, but they lip synced, would you still go and see them? Zeus said that he would sell his tickets if he found out they would be lip syncing. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, so he's, he said you'd sell them that you so you wouldn't go see them. Anyways. But yet he said he would pay money to see an Elvis hologram concert. Just wanted to hear his thoughts and explain the difference. Zeus, settle down. Who was this from? Music Vampire. It's signed Cody. Okay. I don't know what kind of crack Cody is smoking these days. However, Cody, I don't remember us talking about a Elvis hologram. In the last three to years, maybe it was our first couple episodes. And if I did, an Elvis hologram of the guy's been dead since 77. Right. It's a completely, completely different experience than a live band now. Right. And I don't remember us even talking about if the band, everybody in the band lip synced. Because uh, I, Paul, yeah, they, we know Paul's been using tracks right now, and we still go. So I don't know how that got brought up or how it got attributed to me. So I'm a little confused. So I think you were trying to catch me in a little bit of 
uh, hypocritical kind of a statement, but I, honestly, I don't recall any of those things. Yeah. The and only thing I, I could think I, of is that, that yeah. this just must be, I absolutely don't remember this recently. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say that we didn't have this conversation. It must be that old. I mean, we've, we're, we're into two, episode 230 something, you know, thankfully. But yeah, I, I mean, not that, not that you, not that this question was for me, music vampire, but yeah, a hologram of Elvis is a little different than seeing a live band not performing at all. Yeah. Singing. You're just but, taking what you can get of something. Right. Because right. he's dead. And right. I know they, they would have the music playing and videos. You just, it's kind of a tribute, but yeah. a live band and nobody's playing live and nobody's singing live. Right. Yeah. That's not it. That's a fucking right. music video. Exactly. Why do I don't want to yep. go see that. Right. So, anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. No, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, another email from our, uh, our uh, big supporter and follower, emailer, Twitter, Kyle Schneider. Great episode as always. Alive is by far Kiss's best effort. Is it? It is a cohesive, powerful masterpiece. I think Peter is the star of this album. Then Ace, Gene, and Paul. Peter is on fire. I have been a drummer for 33 years or so, and as a drummer, you can't help but get inspired when listening to Peter's solo. No doubt it inspired many kids to get a pair of drumsticks and start playing. You don't have to be the fastest or play the craziest rudiments to get a crowd pumped. Peter's time and feel is impeccable. I agree. He's fantastic on that. Got to choose is amazing. You guys are deaf if you don't like it. LOL. Nope, that song sucks. I don't care what version of it is. Parasite, come on and love me. Rock bottom are friggin' awesome. I, I could do with no drum solo in a 100,000 years to get an extra song or two. Like, let me know strange ways or literally anything else from that period. It's all gold. Keep up the great episodes. See you in Indy, Baltimore, or New York City for the final shows. Well, we'll be there for New York, no doubt. Tony Smith. Great episode as usual. As for all the good nights, starting at the end of Black Diamond, my theory is that maybe by giving the impression of two or three encores, it may make the band appear bigger as to attract more people to the venues on the next tour. Eh, who knows? Maybe. Could be. I'll wrap up feedback with an email from Rod Gallmond. Subject, this is the podcast I was waiting for. As being 11 years old when Alive came out, I was into the Partridge family, and I must admit my first concert was at the Providence Civic Center, David Cassidy. Every Christmas, we always went to my uncle and aunt's house in Seekonk, yeah, Massachusetts. My older cousin got Alive, and I will never forget my uncle coming in the bedroom and saying those guys are sissies. Well, out went the Partridges and hello, kiss. A couple of years later, I took guitar lessons because of Ace and started with a Sears crappy guitar. As soon as I had a job when I was 16, I got a Les Paul. Not sure if they go through here, but I have sent the reviews and pictures from the Providence Journal when I saw Kiss February 3rd, 1978. As a goofy kid, I couldn't figure out why Paul Stanley said Ace Frehley leaping chow. Meaning Ace Frehley lead guitar. Sorry for the long email. First of all, don't ever apologize. Kiss Alive is my gateway band. Peace out, Rod Kingman, Arizona. And he sends newspaper clippings that are all yellow and faded from time and a beautiful picture of his Les Paul guitar. Fantastic shit, Rod. Love it. Love the email. Love the passion. Of course, the photos. Those are obviously very important to you, Rod. And for that, my friend, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, Tom, we also want to kind of give our thoughts and prayers to our good friend, 
Uh, Stevie Flythe is going through a little bit of a tough, difficult time right now. Uh, Stevie, uh, I know Tom and I and all the Loudcaster community behind you. We wish you uh, all the best and uh, through this difficult time. And if uh, you guys can, make sure you give uh, Stevie a uh, you know some words of encouragement during this difficult time for him. But he's awesome, and we wanted to kind of let him know that we're thinking of him. Yeah, Stevie, uh, God bless. Positive vibes, thoughts uh, to you and your family and your loved ones as you kind of navigate your way through this uh, tremendously difficult time. We're thinking of you, buddy. Uh, the loudcasters are behind you and, uh, you know, reach out if you want to talk, but uh, we love you, buddy. And we hope you, uh, we hope you're well. Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out to people in our Patreon family. And once again, Tom, we got two new people, Willem Van Dusen and Matt Murphy. I don't know which Matt Murphy it is. Cause there were two of them at AC. You told me Tom. But both of you guys, thank you so much for joining our Patreon family. And it is a family because we're very close. We're uh, supportive of one each other. And the Patreon family is there for our show, supports us financially, encourages us, gives us ideas, helps us with polls, helps us with input, helps us with the album review group episode pick, helps us with the March Madness, all that stuff you guys get involved with. We always want to welcome the people that have joined our Patriot family and they contribute a lot to the show. We can't thank them enough. We try to do so. We do so with videos. We do so with merch. We do so with input as we were talking about. But honestly, without you guys and your support, our show wouldn't grow to where it's grown. And uh, we'll make a comment about that in a little bit. But first, we just really need to thank people like Matt and Willem for joining and you out there that are interested or thinking about joining, take a look, go to our website, go to him, go to him <laughs> and uh, shout it out. Loudcast.com right on that page is the Patreon link. Click on it. Take a look at the tiers. Take a look at it. See if there's anything there that interests you. And come join our family and help out the show. It's a great way to contribute. It's a great way to help us grow. And again, thank you to all our Patreon family. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, amazing to have the family that we have. And amazing and awesome to see you keep growing. Thank you, Matt and Willem, for becoming part of our Patreon family. You guys are fantastic. We love it. Please take a look. Patreon.com. Search for us. Uh, four different tiers, all kinds of things that we offer, all kinds of involvement, and you can be interactive and part of the show. Some private things that we have going on, some video chats that we'll be doing another one of those uh, very soon. Uh, so please check us out. And again, huge special thanks to Matt and Willem, newest members of our family. Yeah, and Patreon is one of the reasons why we got news uh, earlier this week, and Tom and I were just talking about it before we were on the air. So we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And I don't know what they're up to now. Almost a hundred podcasts. Something like that. It's getting, it keeps growing, which is great. Yeah. And the official Metallica podcast just joined. That's yes. the credibility that Pantheon has. Yep. And we got people like Martin Popoff. We got people like our friends over at Growing Up Rock, Cobras and Fire, uh, The Hook Rocks, uh, The Decibel Geek. All these guys are on here. Okay. 
And the number one show on Pantheon Network, once again, is Shout It Out Loudcast. All these big names have been Carmine Appease. There's been Pamela DeBars. There's been all sorts of other celebrities and musicians. This podcast about the band. This podcast about Bob Dylan. This podcast about the Rolling Stones. This podcast about Metallica. This podcast about every band you can think of on our network. The number one podcast on that network is a KISS podcast by us two. Yep. With no experience. Nope. And mind mind blowing. Yeah. 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 And uh if you think that's uh done by accident and without your support and your contribution, you're heavily mistaken. It's our community, it's our social media presence, it's our friendships, our bitter arguments online about music and things like that. But it all comes down to the listeners. You guys have made us number one ahead of all those type of uh, podcasts. I've had all of those podcasts have been around for years ahead of all the big name bands. It's a little kiss podcast by yours truly. That's the number one on the network. Yeah, guys, it's 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 incredible to just even say that out loud, but we can't thank you enough. I mean, we we do this show because we love Kiss. We love having fun. And Zeus and I are obviously longtime buddies. But to see the support and the and the family that we've created, when you look at what goes on in Patreon and Loudcasters and Twitter and Instagram, and it's just incredible. We love you guys. And as listeners and fans, you guys should be just as happy as we are to see us. Number one, you guys have done that and we can't thank you enough. Yeah. You guys are part of the show. I mean, our, yep. our listeners are now well known across other podcasts it, and other. It, it's communities. true. It's true. We mention you guys because yep. we think that we should be discussing our conversations of what you guys say on the air. Yep. And we want to keep you guys involved. That's why we're able to get better and bigger guests than ever before and become friendly with them and get more and more people. It's because of things like this, social media, our Patreon account, and your support. So thank you guys again. Just had to mention it. And by the way, we're still the number one kids podcast, but we're also the number one podcast on the Pantheon network. So yes. Anyway, uh, Let's move on from that and let's skip on over to Kiss World and find out what's going on over there. All right. Kiss the band themselves. Nothing going on. Quiet time again. They're off. But in the world of Kiss centric news, our buddy Neil Davis is at it again. Just recently announced the new Kiss Cancer Goodbye event, which is going to be in Sarasota, Florida in October. Gonna have Bruce's band there with Todd Kearns and our buddy Joey Casada. On drums, they are gonna please be go despite him. Yeah, go despite. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be doing a live three in its entirety. Unbelievable. You're gonna have Jericho in quarantine. All those guys, you're going to have uh, Mariah from uh, the band Plush, who was awesome, which is ironic because we had everybody but her on our show, and we interviewed the lovely ladies on Plush. Uh, there's going to be a lot going on, and sadly, 
I myself are unable to attend. I have something scheduled that weekend with my son back here in New England. Uh, so I'm going to be unable to go. Zeus apparently is up in the air. We'll see what happens with that. But sadly, I am uh, beside myself that I'm going to miss this event. Obviously, I'm thrilled to spend time with my son back home. Um, I'm going to set the- your son up with some like fucking hot, like, like fucking woman. Do it. Like, do, do it. it. Do it. Tell tell your dad you don't want to fucking go. Pay, pay him an es- Your dad's gonna get you an escort. Would that be more? Would that be more exciting? Your dad, your dad got you a date with Britney Spears. Oh yeah, like I'll go. Please, hey, gee, I could see Joey Casada play. I just wanna or hang out with Britney Spears. The fuck. You see, Joey Casada with his new hot pants that he bought from the rock and roll store at the mall. Yeah, he wears rock and roll clothes. Anyways, kudos to Neil. Uh, Looks like a lot more is going to be announced. Um, So I'm sure it's going to be a packed, incredibly insane weekend, just like Creatures Fest in Nashville was. So I know everybody's getting fired up by that. Um, But other than that, quiet, man. No new Kiss merch, no new vinyl, no new off the soundboard, no nothing. Falls of Swifty. Yeah, yeah. Again, it looked like a hostage photo. Like somebody put a fucking bayonet to his temple as he took a picture with that shirt on. Jesus Christ, Paul. Smile. It's fucking Taylor Swift. Oh, but there were some cool pictures I saw online about Peter making like appearances in Madison Square Garden and a oh, couple okay. other photos that I saw online. Somebody put them up. I assume they're recent. Okay. Uh, anytime I see Peter, he just looks happy. I'm yes. glad to see it. And that, that's great. Yep. I agree. So. All right. Well, Tom, before we uh, go uh, on to the topic, uh, let me t- talk to Ace and make sure he's going to be at the event and find out for sure. Hey, Ace, are you going to be at this event in Florida? Hold on a second. Let me find out. I got to talk to my girlfriend, Rachel. She'll let me know what, what's on the agenda. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
All right. So Ace is uh, clueless about that. He doesn't know anything about this. So I don't know if he's invited or if he's lost or he, he doesn't know what's going on. But he he he's he's not part of this. Kiss cancer goodbye. What, what, but kiss my ass goodbye, you fucking people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gene will do anything for a buck. Uh, Ace said uh, Gene's not going to be at this. Wait a minute. Which one's my girlfriend today? Kiss Rachel goodbye. Kiss <laughs> the last penny I just made goodbye. <laughs> Shit, I have tax problems. Kiss these fucking rubber ducky drawers goodbye. Kiss my retirement body goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. We're not mocking Neil's event. We're just having fun with Ace like we always do. But anyways, <laughs> anyway, Tom, you, um, you found this article and, yeah. um, tell us what you think. All right. So ultimate classic rock loves doing kiss stuff. And we love doing lists and reviewing stuff, especially ultimate classic rock. Great place for kiss stuff. And, uh, Matt Wilkening, the same guy who has done a lot of articles. I believe he also did our recent episode where we talked about the 10 weirdest kiss songs. This is one he goes, uh, he takes a stab at naming the worst Kiss song from every Kiss album. So uh, this uh, was just published about a month ago on ultimateclassicrock.com. You can search Kiss and uh, all the articles will come up. So he says, he starts off by saying, even the best Kiss albums must have a worst song. Sometimes the choice is obvious. Sometimes it's a matter of least great. And sometimes it's a race to the bottom. At least their former boss gave us a good head start. Now, we're going to try to have some fun with this episode because nothing, me and Zeus enjoy nothing more than commenting on other people's opinions. Did you just we say love there's that. Nothing better than there's opinion. nothing better. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then we're also going to try to compare this guy's picks to our picks for albums that we reviewed. Now, there's still a handful of albums that we have not reviewed. We haven't done Destroyer, Dynasty, Lick It Up, uh, Sonic Boom. So we're going to look at what he picks and then try to compare it to what we picked and see if we agree, disagree. And for the albums that we haven't reviewed yet, we'll kind of just give you our thoughts without giving everything away here. So let's get going here with the debut album, Kiss 1974. He goes with Kissin' Time as the worst song on the album. Now, let's look at our rankings. I had that as worst. You had that, Zeus, as second worst. You would love theme from Kiss is the worst. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know how I feel about instrumentals. So, love theme from Kiss is definitely the worst, in my opinion. But as far as their pick, come on, Kissing yeah. Time has three vocals on that song, and I love Peter's vocals on it. Yeah, I think he just says just because it was tacky and the you know the band didn't weren't really excited about it. I think that's why he throws it on there. Uh, now he comes off the top rope with an absolutely horrendous take here for Hotter Than Hell. He thinks that Mainline is the worst song off of Hotter Than Hell. Now, for May, for when we reviewed Hotter Than Hell, I had Mainline fourth. You had Mainline second. Let's quickly see what he thinks about this. He says, there is no easy worst song choice to be found here. But Peter Chris's mainline is probably the least unique 
and essential. I don't even know what that means. I guess he's saying that Harder Than Hell is so good that something had to be last. But I, I can I got a handful of songs that are way worse than Mainline. I had, of course, Let Me Go Rock and Roll last. I know people love that. And Zeus had Going Blind last. But yes. I had Mainline. I had Mainline fourth. Zeus had Mainline second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I he's. I mean, I guess you can uh, to each their own because he's saying that the album's so good. You know, what am I going to pick? So he picked that one. Okay. He's wrong, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real swing and a miss for me. Now the next one, he, a little closer to home for us. He uh, dressed to kill. He goes with ladies in waiting. Uh, he says, ladies in waiting was a leftover from wicked Lester. that Gene and Paul dusted off. The quick rewrite does not achieve the same heights as the rest of the album. Now this is interesting because I have ladies in waiting last. And Zeus says, ladies in waiting, second to last. So he's kind of, he's getting, he's pretty close so far. I th- I have a feeling as these albums progress, there might be a little bit more of a variation, but he's pretty close with so far. I had anything for my baby last, you know, to each his own again. These are something that I could understand if he picked this one. Uh, I happen to like it. And uh, I think anything for my baby is not that bad. But I think there's a big separation between that and and ladies in waiting. I think there's a big separation. So, but again, that's his opinion. Yeah, I think I think anything for my baby takes a beating because of the chorus. Uh, it's not a bad song. We talked about that. If you're interested in that, go back and check out our Dress to Kill review. Uh, that's one very very early episode. And then it goes to Destroyer, which we have not reviewed. But I think this is low hanging fruit for this. He picks Great Expectations. I think everybody's going to, that's probably the obvious pick there for that. Again, we haven't reviewed Destroyer. I don't want to give too much away for when we do get it, but that may or may not be my last pick. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but I get why people would easily go to that one. I'm the same, buddy. I mean, it's a, it's an obvious pick. It's probably the most likely if you put a poll up on Destroyer to be picked as the dead last song. That or Sweet Pain probably would be. Um, but yep. I can see where he took great expectations. I think a lot of people would pick that as well. Yep. Next, we go to rock and roll over and Zeus. This guy's uh playing your singing out of your playbook here because uh, rock and roll over. He goes with see you in your dreams. And he says it's a strong, consistent record. So when I say that Simmons's sugary see you in your dreams is its worst song, we really just mean it's the least good song. Zeus, you had this dead last. I had it third from the last. I had people going to fucking kill me. I had I want you last. I know people love that song. Uh, and then Hard Luck Woman and then See You in Your Dreams. You had it last. You are on record as really not liking that song. Yeah, I mean, uh, just it's not uh, it's not I can't listen to it. It's just to me very, very uh uh, different than the rest of the album as far as yeah. the, the, how good it, the, that rest of the album is. So I think there's big separation between that and the other songs on the album. That's why yep. it stands out. Yep. Okay, then we get to the most egregious hate crime I've ever seen in the history of KISS discussions here. We go to Love Gun. You would think, right, that the layup, the two-foot putt would be then she kissed me, right? You would think that's it's not even you don't even to think. No, he goes with gut love for sale. <laughs> what the fuck? 
dude, he, that is such a favorite deep cut of many, many people. Yep. I I am like, wow. I had we both have Ben. She kissed me last. Yes, not even close. I had Gut Love for Sale second, ranked second. You had it right in the middle. There's 10 songs on the album. You had it ranked sixth because it's a strong album. He says, Simmons's Christine 16, Almost Human and Plaster Caster are clear highlights, leaving the somewhat formulaic Gut Love for Sale as the last kid picked for this particular game of dodgeball. Dude, what? Are you not including Then She Kissed Me? Like he doesn't even. To, he didn't, this might be the worst selection he's made so far. I I, I feel like maybe we need to get Matt Wilkening on the show here to be like, dude, you need to defend this horrendousness. I don't even know if horrendousness is a yeah. word, but it is now. Oh my god! All right, let's go to uh, a live. T- oh, we go. He, okay, I didn't see. By the way, uh, uh, spoiler alert to the people uh, listening here: Zeus and I have not read this article. We saw the yes. headline. We saw the article. This is. Real time as I as I scroll through, we're going through this. So he goes to I was just assumed he would do um the solo albums or dynasty or whatever. He goes right to a live two. So he's ranking because there's original tracks on there. I'm not I'm not gonna argue we haven't done a live two, but uh I'm not gonna fight anybody on this. But he goes with Rockin' in the USA. There might be one a little bit worse than Rockin' in the USA, but that's what he picks for the worst song of the original material there. Yeah, I don't I don't have too much of a problem with that again. We haven't reviewed it, so we haven't let our opinions become public. But picking that, I could see the consensus on that. If we did a poll, a lot of people might pick that as number the worst song. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. And then we're going to get into the solo albums. Ooh, so this should be fun. So we start off with Ace Fraley. First off, he starts off, there are no bad songs here. It's a matter of least great. So Ace Cult. Yep. I'm not going to fight him here, though, because he does pick wiped out as the worst. Oh, that's terrible. That's a I, terrible. No, I like wiped out. I know. Well, I was going to say, hold on. So I you had wi- getting drunk. <laughs> you had wiped out ranked fourth overall, and you had I'm in need of love dead last. Oh, horrendous. I had wiped out. I had wiped out ranked sixth overall in Ozo <laughs> ranked ninth. So me and you thought, look, I, I've, I have beaten it into the ground what I think of the Ace Frehley solo album, but I don't know. Wiped out, it's not great, but it's, I, it's not the worst. Not the worst. I was drunk as a skunk. I like how he says, Freely's album was shockingly great, clearly the strongest of the four. Eh, no. <gasps> okay, here's another hate crime right here. A song we love, Gene Simmons' solo album. Living in Sin. Oh, dude. I had Living in Sin ranked second. You had it ranked fifth. Now, again, I don't know if he's a hotel where I'm staying. Okay, so he says right here. His shockingly earnest cover of When You Wish Upon a Star is off limits. So he's making up his own rules. He's not including it. But then he but then he goes living in sin. Come on, man. Uh, it's it's no no well even even if he included when you wish upon a star, I mean, even okay, I take that back. Even if you don't include it, which he's not, how do you go to living in sin? I had that second, you had it fifth. Terrible. Boing. Clearly, this guy doesn't like Gene. 
Oh boy. Well, and he's, he keeps striking. We, we got to get in touch with Matt because we go to the Paul Stanley solo album. Now, again, what would you think the obvious layup would be? Hold oh, me, touch oh, me. Right. Exactly. Right? No, it's one of our favorites. He goes with goodbye as the worst song. Uh, <laughs> I know. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> now you had goodbye ranked second. I had it ranked fifth, even though I love it. And I love that album. And we had without a doubt, hold me, touch me. So he must not be including the the songs that are just obvious. Come on. <sighs> All right. Sound like Arnold. Come on. Don't come on, bullshit come on. me. Don't bullshit me. All right. Now we go to Peter. We love Peter's album. He picked my pick. Worst, worst song off of Peter Chris's solo album. He goes with easy thing. Now you had easy thing ranked near the bottom, but you had kissed the girl goodbye last. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> easy thing. It's, I mean, I could see that it's not egregious that he doesn't. But from the solo albums, not having Hold Me, Touch Me is the worst song is beyond crazy. Okay. Clearly, I said it before. This guy has something against Gene. Okay. Now, we have not reviewed Dynasty. Okay. But he goes with X-Ray Eyes as the worst song off of Dynasty. I'm just going to tell you right now that is not even close to being the worst song off of Dynasty. He says... Simmons seems a bit lost at sea and cartoonish on tracks like Charisma and X-Ray Eyes. God damn you, Matt. Well, I guess since we haven't done Dynasty yet, you never know if he's right or wrong. We'll have to find out when we do it. Okay. Well, I can tell you right now, you're going to love this pick. Unmasked, the album you love to hate. And there's one song on that album you love. And he has that ranked last. That's the word. He has You're All That I Want. As his least favorite song on Unmasked. Fucking guys. Insane. This this is crazy. This is crazy. He says, uh, the very reluctant pick here is the album closing You're All That I Want. And the song that does not deserve that fate. So he's pretty much saying he likes Unmasked. Anything other than Shandy is insane. It's funny because you had that number one and you had Shandy last. I actually had You're All That I Want second to last. I had what makes the world go round. Not a big fan of the song, are you, Tom? <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, then we go to the Elder. Now we have reviewed the Elder. <sighs> Boy, this is this is easy. Even me, me and you did not have this last, but this is an easy pick. He goes with just a boy. Now, okay. I had fanfare last. I know, which is kind of cheating. I had just a boy third from the bottom. You had World Without Heroes last, and you had yes. just a boy. You had just a boy fourth from the bottom. I'm not going to fight him on this because it's not a good song. I I don't like on unma- uh, it's a, Freud- it's, it's a, that's kind of an easy pick, just a boy and stuff, you know. So it is. I'm it not going to jump on him on that. No, no. Then uh, we go to Creatures of the Night and a song that you love and I don't, and he goes with danger okay this you have that like purposely now trying to be hurtful <laughs> he's hurting me and you so you have danger ranked second and keep me cut co- we both had keep me coming last yeah you had da- you had danger as your second favorite song on the album i had danger near the bottom he says this was a fantastic first step in one of the best albums the band ever created that makes picking the worst song just as difficult as it was with freely solo project the pick here is the slightly hammy 
danger. Okay, so he's saying the album's great. All right, Lick It Up. We have not reviewed Lick It Up. Is this going to be our last pick when we do review Lick It Up? He goes with more Gene Hate and on the eighth day. Can't touch it because we haven't reviewed it. I can see it. Uh, I don't know if that's the consensus out there from out in Kiss World, but uh, I don't know. I could, I can kind of tell. If, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, he says right here, uh, this album once again leaves no clear choice for worst song honors. Uh, and then he says, since Paul Stanley took the hit with his pick on Creature of the Night, he'll go with Simmons on this one. So he's taking turns about punching people on this one. Animalize, an album that we both like. Uh, some good songs, some weak songs. He goes with Lonely is the Hunter. Nope. He says Lonely is the Hunter is by no means awful, but it's lacking compared to other contributions. Now, Zeus, you had While the City Sleeps last. Yeah. I, I had Under the Gun last. We both Under the Gun. We both had Lonely is the Hunter near the bottom. Now, if you really want to go back and hear Baby Zeus and Baby Tom, this was our very first album review animalize way 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 back so yeah i'm not, i'm gonna disagree with this lonely is a hunter great song no i like it though and it's not the worst oh boy asylum a song that we both kind of had near the bottom half of the rankings here but he goes with trial by fire he says trial by fire has a nicely uplifting message and a cool riff but it doesn't reach the same sizzling temperatures as the rest of the album we both had Oh, I take that back. We didn't have the same last. I had I'm Alive last. You had Love's a Deadly Weapon last. We both had Trial by Fire at number seven, seven out of ten. So good song. I mean, we both love that album. So kind of easy to to you know pick something that's not great because the whole album is pretty much great. And that has absolutely grown on me over the years. Oh boy, Zeus. Anything that he said that upset you, you're gonna love him now because we go to Crazy Nights. What does he pick as the worst song on Crazy Nights? my way smart man yeah now we both had i'll fight hell to hold you last you had my way second to last i had my way kind of in the middle i'm not gonna fight him on this because i know a lot of people including you my buddy hate this he says stanley's here the the song the youtube (laughs) clip oh my god you gotta hear the vocals dude did i ever send that to you yes chris you've sent that to us yes you did we love you chris Stanley's empowering message is noble, but there's barely a guitar to be heard in my way. This album's most gloppy and overbearing track. Okay. All right. Hot in the shade. Now there's 15 songs on hot in the shade. So who knows where he's going with this one, but he goes with a song that I actually really like that I had near the top and a song that you had near the bottom. You would think again, the obvious pick would be fucking boomerang. Nope. He goes with the street giveth and the street taketh away now if you're ranking song titles it's terrible but me and you both had boomerang last easily you had street giveth at 12 out of 15 i had it up high at number seven he says there's a handful of high points including rise to it and eric Carr's vocal debut little caesar the poorly titled okay so he does shit on the title the poorly titled street giveth and street taketh away is the clear nadir thanks to its clumsy reinterpretation of the most memorable elements of david bowie's suffragette city Okay, well, if you want to penalize him for that, go for it. But I don't. I guess a lot of people would say there's a lot to choose from from that album. Revenge. We have reviewed Revenge. We both love it. Me a little bit more. 
he goes with the ballad every time I look at you. <laughs> now, I had that near the you shockingly, I thought I liked that song more than you. I have it ranked lower than you, but me and you both had the instrumental car jam nineteen eighty one last. Then we had I had God gave rock and roll to you and tough love. Every time I look at you is near the bottom. Uh, he says, every time I look at you is a slight notch below Stanley's best ballads, not quite as fresh sounding as the rest of this excellent album. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Carnival of Souls, we haven't gotten to yet, but he goes with it never goes away. Not going to comment on this. I have made my opinion clear on what I think of this album, but we haven't reviewed it. So I'm not going to say whether or not this is the best of the worst. Right, Zeus? I can see it though. Me too. I can. I can. Poll. I think that would be up there. Yes, I agree. So I'm not going to hold that against him. Yep. Nope. Me too. And we get to Psycho Circus, and I cannot believe you have this song ranked as high as you do. I have it dead last. I thought this would be the obvious. This is one we reviewed a couple of years back too. Psycho Circus. He goes with the horrendous. I finally found my way. He says, Chris's obligatory ballad is a misfire characterized by overall dramatics and staggering generic sonics. Okay. I had it dead last. You had it ranked sixth out of 10. You have this ranked higher than I pledge allegiance. Yes. That's it. That's all you're going to say is yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Come on. It's sappy. It's kind of wimpish. But the other one, dude, is fucking, I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. Settle the fuck down, Stanley uh, Eisen. Come on. Hey, All right. Next week. They stole ne- from my song, <laughs> Pursuit of Rock and Roll. <laughs> what? Wasn't he bitching about that? That he thinks that they stole the state of, uh, Pledge allegiance from the yeah, from that song that he put on his last album. Yeah, oh, Chuck Berry. <laughs> All right, we're almost done here. Sonic Boom. We have not reviewed this yet. Boy, oh boy. I, he goes with Hot and Cold. Eh. <laughs> Look, I, I don't you, know. Go if ahead. It's the worst. There's a couple on here that, ugh, but yeah. I I don't know. To each their own on this one as well, I guess, right? This album, I'm trying to bite my tongue. I'm not very good at it. Uh, we haven't reviewed this, but ah, it's all. I'm just I'm going to stop right there. We get to Monster. We have reviewed Monster. It's terrible. He goes with Last Chance, which actually is not that bad. I have it ranked higher than Zeus. Zeus has it near the bottom. I have it right in the middle. I have all for the love of rock and roll dead last because it's terrible. You hate those Eric Singer songs. It, dude, this they're, they're like after school special like theme songs that brutal. Now you have the fantastic Ichihado dead last. Oh my god! Because you, you can't acapella. stand that acapella. You hate that. You hate that. Eat your heart out, baby. Horrendous. <laughs> you fucking love it. You love it. All right, that's uh, Matt Wilkening's article on the worst song from every... Uh, Tom, I would also like to add in the four songs from Killers, and I would have said Partners. I think that's what we both had. Hold on, let me pull that up, because I think you are correct. Yeah, if we're ranking... Partners in crime, 
Yeah, we both had that last. I mean, those those four songs are all fantastic. Partners in Crime is definitely a weak one. Uh, Matt Wilkening, if you're listening, please, we want you on the show. We want to find out why you hate Gene Simmons and why you hate fun uh, and, and why you didn't pick. And then she kissed me off a love gun. God damn you. Zeus, well, before we wrap it up, any quick thoughts on what you thought of the list? I mean, we kind of talked about it as we went, but yeah, I mean, there are we... some obvious ones that we agreed with, but then there are obviously ones that I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's not off. so much. It's sometimes the songs he didn't pick as the worst or the song that he did pick and say was the worst. Sometimes you don't know which one is more mind boggling. Right. The, the one that sticks out to me is Paul Stanley solo. Everybody likes goodbye. Yeah. Everybody does. That's the worst song. In addition, no one I know likes hold me, touch me. No one. Again, I, I I don't know if he excused and then she kissed me because it's a cover that everybody hates. But if you're going to do that, fine. But then to go to Gut Love for Sale, I mean, a, a, my album and a song that I hold near and dear, just brutal. But I, that's I'm, another I, one. I would say yeah. those two stick out the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this will be good. I can't wait for people to listen to this episode. Read the article. Hear what you think. Was it how bad? How bad off was this guy? Or do, or do you agree with his list? Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. Um, I think. That should probably be the poll, which is his worst pick, and then name some of the selections that he made last. Yeah. Um, and you could be something as much as, yeah, Paul's not being hold me, touch me, or right. Paul's being goodbye. That's the yep. worst thing he's done. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Anyways, that was fun, Tom. And Tom, what we do next is question of the week. You got one? We do. We got one from Chris Burkhead. He says, I thought I read once that Dynasty was originally going to be called Asylum, hence the straight jacket photo shoot, but they decided against it and then later used the Asylum title for another album. I asked about this in another forum and was told that wasn't right, but I know I read it somewhere. Is that true or am I making that up? LOL. Zeus, before I give my opinions on this, have you heard anything about this? Do you know anything about this? No. Okay, perfect. Good. So I heard a rumor about that. The only here's the only thing I know about Dynasty is that Destroyer was almost named Dynasty. I know that. I know that Crazy Nights was almost named Who Dares Wins and Condemnation. I know that. I do not have any information that would lead me to believe that Dynasty was ever going to be called Asylum. Now, the straitjacket photo shoot, yeah, maybe. I don't know, Chris Burkhead, and if anybody out there in Kiss World has information that we don't, please share. We say this every week. We don't pretend to be Wikipedia or Kiss FAQ. We No offense to those guys. They're geniuses. And by the way, Julian just released a new book called Mass Kisteria about the uh, 1980s early on Mass era. Pick it up. Great stuff. He always does a nice job. But yeah, Chris, no definitive information about that, but great question. And everybody... Please submit your questions. We read one every week, and we always have our mailbag coming up in the fall. So please send us your uh, questions, and we will absolutely get to it. Dom, tell people where they can find us. Yeah, so leading off of that, please check out our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's you can find us. All of our episodes, our links to our Patreon, our social media links, our merch link, our shopping with Amazon link, uh, our link to Pantheon, everything, all of our episodes the Shout Out Loudcast, ARC, Dorm Damage, Zeppelin Chronicles. You can comment directly on the website, and we get those in the form of an email, which we read, which leads me to our email address, which is shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read every email that you get. We don't 
want to take up the entire show by reading the email, so we might not get to all of them, but please do that. And again, please submit your question somewhere on social media, including our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, threads, TikTok, all that. We're there. So uh, check us out. And a huge thanks to Willem and Matt, our newest members of our Patreon family. We love you guys and everybody else. And as we said, we are very proud to be number one as part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Yeah, you can always uh, DM us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or X, whatever the fuck it's called today. Oh, yeah, X. Jeez, I forgot about that. Christ. Settle down, Elon. uh, Yeah. And uh, please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel which is constantly growing we love the feedback there the comments keep growing on youtube please go to youtube find shout out loudcast and subscribe in addition to that please give us one of those five star child reviews on apple Podcasts, facebook spotify stitcher you name it all that shit helps it's a big help to the show other ways you can help to the show, Tom mentioned it, our merch on our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com, or join our Patreon family, or go to our Amazon store. All those things, great ways to help and contribute to the show. In addition, you can email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all your help and effort. Guys, it's awesome, and thank you for being a big part of the show now tom what we do next is we uh go to famous last words do you have any i do and in honor of my song that got shit on for no reason you buy the magazine in between the lines you see my face you read my name you can have me for one price baby you must have heard of my fame will travel i got love for sale yes dude anyway uh for a song that was not my last song on the album but it it sucks i'm gonna talk like i talk walk like i walk my way i'm gonna go where i go ain't taking no my way Love that song. Tom, Loudcasters, uh, Grecian Villagers, <laughs> uh, all you guys out there, Kiss Army, thank you. Guys, thank you so much. You're the best. Truly appreciate all the love and support and interaction. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Put a sock in it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 